Hello, 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 and welcome to the Reality Hall Podcast with me, Anne-Claire Roubillier, your favorite hall for reality TV. So, how was your week, guys? It's only Thursday morning when I'm recording that, and uh, I haven't left my house. Well, I hadn't left my house since Friday night, I think, <laughs> and uh, I was going to Tur crazy. Well, Saturday morning, maybe. I was going stir crazy. Like, I had a full mental breakdown yesterday, laying on the floor of my bathroom. I was so dramatic. I was so bored. And, like, I hadn't left my house. I didn't think it was possible. Like, people were saying, like, yeah, if you don't leave your room, you get a little crazy. I think I thought people were, were, like, just being dramatic. But no, like, I think not going out at all out of my house in four days made me go crazy i was so bored and i didn't know what to do to unbore myself and uh, you know i just went for a walk and this morning i decided to start working out again because i didn't work out in like a week and a half and usually i work out every morning so this morning i was like okay, okay you're going crazy you're working but while you're working you're thinking about how you're bored you're not even productive so let's start the workout again and now here i am 9 a.m recording my podcast i'm back on track <laughs> so yeah that's how my week's been so far but tonight i have plans with friends so i just know that i can't stay in my house without seeing anyone for four straight days like not even four days saturday sunday monday yeah five days like it's for human it's not good it will make you go a little quickly so yeah so um we got the mid-season trailer for Vanderpump rules and it was kind of good i just watched it again to get myself back in the mood uh it was very dramatic they're banking everything this season on the scandal like they should but we also got a little bit of um james saying that he wants to ask ali to marry him this guy really has serious issues like how are you gonna ask a girl that you've known for six months to marry you she doesn't seem even that much into you she's just there for the fame james like <laughs> this guy really has some issues in relationship he has some mommy issues clearly and is looking for a mom replacement in any woman that he can find raquel Halle, all of those but like i said the mid-season surely was mostly about this kind of all so um we have Sheena saying, oh, it's like a seven-month affair. I don't know, but I couldn't help myself. Yes, girl. Yeah, me too. If I had learned that my best friend was hooking up with my other best friend, 10 years boyfriend, I would punch a bitch in the face too. I would too. So, Sheena, I understand. The only thing I'm saying, Sheena, is drop the bucket hat. I don't like it. It makes you look like a dumb, dumb. Stop it, girl, please. Um then we have raquel saying i don't regret our relationship we see raquel kissing tom oh we had an iconic moment of ariana scandal sandoval is asking her do you need anything and she's answering for you to die yes girl yes tell that man to go fuck himself he doesn't deserve any of his tears and tom being like i wish we would have tried harder we is that a fucking we like having sex four times a year and is not a reason for you to cheat on your girlfriend and ariana is like yeah you were never home you were always like 
with your band or with the bar so if we don't have a connection like we're not gonna have sex i'm sorry i don't owe you sex you owe we what we owe each other is time spent together love and for you not to cheat on me with my fucking best friend so no it's not a we would have tried harder it's uh i wish i would have had the balls to tell you that i was unhappy in that relationship and left you before starting a relationship with your best friend this is what you should have done tom not try harder okay not try harder and they also have put on some um, cryptic images to make us think that ariana was also in a relationship with another guy but the guy that she was naked with in the pool is her gay best friend so there's none of that happening here um the girl that uh, sandoval is kissing in bed is ariana at sheena's wedding um yeah there's nothing much about that and uh yeah that's it i'm really excited to see how it's gonna unfold um while we are on the topic of Vanderpump Pool, let's just talk about this week's episode. So the episode starts back with the guys' night where Rachel and Charlie just arrived and James is like all, like, is spiraling. He's like, what the hell is Rachel doing here? How is going to kill me? He goes downstairs. He follows Sandoval to the kitchen or the bathroom. I don't know where. And he's like, that's not what you told me. This is not what's going to happen. Like, what the hell? Ali is going to kill me. I need to leave. We need to leave. Tell them to leave. And Sandoval is like, calm down, dude. It's not that big of a deal. And of course, he starts texting Ali, telling her that Rachel is there. And she's like, oh, yeah, why is she there? You should leave. And so he just leaves. But to be honest, I don't understand why Ali is so mad that Rachel is there. They are filming a TV show together. And you won't be able to be here every time because you get a job, girl. And James will have to film with Rachel. And I don't know why she was mad at him because the next day she was like, yeah, she's mad at him because um, she didn't know that Russia was going to be there and it was supposed to be a guy's night and not a, guy, a night where your ex-girlfriend is there. James didn't know. James tried to make to kick Russia out. He's not the owner of the restaurant. He's not the owner of the bar that it was there. Tom Schwartz, which party it was, did not kick Russia out. They were not even aware that she was going to come. Why are you mad at James? And if you are so insecure in your relationship that you don't trust James around his ex-girlfriend, maybe you should not be in that relationship, Ali. But anyway, I thought that uh, James spiraling was so funny. Like, <laughs> the guy was like, oh, 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 he did not tell me. It was supposed to be us, like, all of the year. It was so funny. James is, like, a funny man. And uh, something I did not notice at the end of last week's episode, when Rachel sat down, Sandoval had such a smirk, a dirty smirk on his face, like, my little girl is there, I'm gonna get fucked tonight. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was so disgusting to see. So Rachel sits down and she starts telling people what happened and how she puts Lala back in her place and that she's handed up to her. But the, while she's telling that story, she's still, she can't hold, like, her, herself. Like, she still looks like the little small girl that you need to rescue and all that it's it was not giving for me but i'm very mad at rachel that she sandled her bag because had she not fucked sandoval for seven months while they were filming i think that this season would have been her season because she's growing she's finding a voice she's affirming herself she's standing up to lala she is not giving a fuck about katie she's living her best life and that's what we want to see. We don't want to see the Raquel that can't talk and that is shy and that just follows James around. That's, that's the Raquel we want to see. But instead, she gave us 
home we can haul and nothing else so yeah so then we're back at lake avasu with the kitty christina and lala and lala invited the guy that goes to the abbey and that lives in santa monica uh, that she found at the bar last night to their place tonight and she's like oh my god do you think i'm gonna have to have sex with him i never had sex with someone until since ocean was conceived i don't know what to do i'm so nervous i don't know i feel like she was acting a little bit too much in this scene like if you want to have sex with the guy you don't need to have sex with the guy but she wanted to have sex with him she was wearing like a little tube top with a short shorts with short shorts with little tassel on and when the guy arrived she was hyperventilating it was such a weird scene and like katie was trying to be a good wing girl but it was so awkward it, it could have been a scene <laughs> a porno you know the beginning of a porno where they're like setting the scene and you could imagine that it was going to be ah i'm so disgusting like a weird scene but you know apparently he gives out the best cunnilingus she's ever had and he's done that's the, the guy name she wants something done in her life because he has a great little tongue and he was great for her so I'm happy for Lala that she's finding her groove back. If the man gets good cunnilingus, take them, baby girl. Especially if you don't have to have sex with him. Or if you want to have sex with him, have him. But it doesn't look like they had sex. It just looks like he was giving her pleasure. And those are the type of men I like. You give and you don't expect to receive. And my G, I love you for that. Anyway, so then we're at Sir and Raquel sees the James and she's like, oh, Tommy's having a party, a pool party, and you're invited. And James was so offended that Raquel invited him to Tom Sandoval's party. He was like, since when does she like invite me to parties? Is she going to take my place in the guys group? What the hell is going on? And I would have been this and I would, I would have been like, girl, who do you think you are that you invite me to my friends? They're my friends. They're your friends because of me. To my friends party? Like, fuck out of here. And the only way she knows that Tom is having a pool party before James is because she was fucking James the night before. Because I actually believe, I listened to the um, Jamie All Over podcast with her Rachel best friend and all their friends. And it was saying that they thought that the affair started the night of the guy's night. And I do believe that too because, girl, first of all, the smirk was weird. And then how would you know before James? Did he text you? how tom sandoval told you that he told you that while you were fucking him on ariana's couch like ugh, this is pissing me off so much like really but anyway so then they have the pool party um tom sandoval was acting like uh like the misogynistic egocentric cis male that he is he yelled at Caddy again at katie again like in old good time and he started raising his voice while she was just saying yeah raquel was just being rude to us on the trip and he started yelling defending his little girl he got so mad and i hated the last the previous season when he was when he would go off on katie but i hate it even more now that i know what i know first of all she's no longer married to your best friend so whatever right you thought you had that you could treat her like shit is now gone. And second of all, you are a 40-something-year-old man and you think that it's normal for you to raise your voice to a woman when you disagree with her? Like, the only way you can make your point across is yelling at another woman? Like, my dude, you really need to check yourself because this is ridiculous behavior. 
Then he yells at Lala when Lala goes and says, yeah, Raquel was just acting like a little slut. And she was not acting like a girl's girl because she was not acting like a girl's girl. And we were not making at her star projecting party. And he yells at Lala again. Oh, he makes such an ass out of himself. Defend his little girl toy, his new addiction. And Ariana was there and was like, fam, we're not doing that today. It's supposed to be a good party. It's supposed to be a party for me to... Like, find my groove back because I just lost my baby of 18 years and I just want to have a good time with my friends. I don't want my boyfriend yelling like a little boy at my girlfriend. And, like, I'm agreeing with you, Ariana. Why is Tom acting such, like, ugh. I hate when he gets like that, when he acts like a little child and he yells at women and he thinks that he has the right to yell at women. No, you don't. You are 40-something. You should know better, man. Ugh. So since Rachel hear her name in the kitchen, she comes from the pool where she was and she confronts Lala and she's like, what is the problem? Lala is like, oh, you got to tell me what the problem is. And she's like, Lala, you're just mad that Oliver didn't choose you and that I stand up for myself and you don't like that, which is the truth. That's what I'm saying. Raquel would have been like the MVP of the season. And then she starts um, telling Lala, yeah, you were mistress, you cheated on me, you made James cheat on me with you. You're like a home wrecking hall, blah, blah, blah. She keeps throwing those insults. I thought she was a little childish in a way of fighting. I was getting annoyed with her. And the girls were like, okay, keep talking, girl. We're not going to pay you new mind. And then she goes back to the pool and does a photo shoot. But, like, had she not fumbled that bag, I'm going to say that 20 times in, uh, <laughs> in that podcast, she would have been the winner of the season. But now she's just a loser. And every time that she fights and that she does not fight to the standards that we want, we're like, girl, you can't even fight. You can't even defend yourself. Because throwing insult at someone while they're like, yeah, yeah, talk, talk, talk. It's kind of losing, you know? Because if I did that to someone, I, I, first of all, I would not fight like that to someone. I would not, oh, you're homework and home. Yeah, you want me stressed. Yeah, you want me stressed. I would never do that. But I don't know. I'm pissed at her. I am pissed at her. And then another issue arises. Sheena, his bridemaid, follow, forgot to book her room and now the hotel is booked. And she wants Katie to give up her room so that her bridesmaid can be in the same room as, in the same hotel as her. And I'm like, Sheena, it's not Katie's fault that um, your bridesmaid did not book her room. You've been harassing people since last year, telling them to book their room. And one of your bridesmaids forgot to book her room uh it's none of katie's business you've been trying to make rachel and tom schwartz hook up all season long and now you're like oh can you give me a room i'll pay for it i'm glad that katie did not give up her room because she's not a fucking punk ass bitch i hate katie but if it were me i would have been like oh, i would have been like oh girl now you need something from me and you sit me down and you ask me so nicely no 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 and sheena is like i don't want you guys to judge my wedding Katie's like, oh, we're not going to do it. But they show us a flash forward <laughs> that Katie and Christina are actually going to um, judge the wedding because, like, they have front view on the wedding from their room. And that's going to be super funny to watch. But, yeah, like, I'm glad that Katie was like, no, I'm not. And I'm also glad that Lala took up for Katie and was like, no, she doesn't have to give up her room. It's also a vacation. And it's also filming time she's getting paid to appear on tv and if she doesn't go there she's not gonna get a check so no she's not gonna stay back in la she's gonna go to mexico she's gonna enjoy herself she just got a divorce she had 
a birth a divorce trip that was like ruined by Rachel. So now she just wants to go to Christina with Christina to Mexico, and no one is gonna prevent her from doing that. But of course, Shina, like the baby that she is, goes back to Schwartz and is like, Schwartz, your ex-wife is a fucking bitch. She won't give up her room and. Of course, Schwartz won't defend Kid because he never defended you while you were married. First of all, while you were in a relationship, dating, he never defended you. Then you got married, he never defended you. So now that you, if now that you're divorced, do you think that he's gonna defend you? No, that man. I don't know. I don't. I feel like he doesn't like Kitty. He doesn't like the way she is. He does not like her. He thinks he likes her, but he's just used to her. He doesn't like her, so he won't defend her. And then. He comes and he starts yelling at her, telling her to give up the room. So she leaves and she starts crying and he follows her and he calls her, oh, Baba, don't call me fucking Baba, man. We're divorcing because you can never take up from me because you are a coward and you prefer to defend your friends and you prefer to defend people that do not respect me instead of defending me. And then he follows her on the curb and he's like, oh, please, you look good in that dress. Oh, you look good today. And I'm like, trots, like, we're not in second grade anymore. Like, that's not how you're going to reconfort me just by telling me that my dress looks nice. You're just making it worse. Just like Kitty said, you're making it worse. Just get out of here. Like Schwartz is such a baby man and he's like such a, a loyal person. Well, he's not loyal to the person that he should be loyal to. He's loyal to Sandoval. He didn't say anything about the Rachel cheating affair for time. He's, Rachel, he's loyal to Sheena. But he's not loyal to Kitty that has been in his life for over 15 years. It's it's fucking ridiculous, man. But that episode was kind of boring. That's why I was like, what happened? What exactly happened in this episode? Except for the Tom Sandoval like getting all heated up or his little girl toy, Rachel, or Sheena getting mad that Kitty won't, Kitty won't give up her room. This episode was kind of boring. I feel like now that we're over the Sandoval, we have all the clues that we need we need to go to directly to the scene that they filmed after the the, the affair was discovered because we knew this season was going to be boring and uh, <laughs> and yeah it is boring and it's a little boring but yeah that was it for Vanderpump Rule. so now let's move on to real housewife of new jersey um real housewife of new jersey was also boring as boring as it's been the past episode of this season last season to kind of like i'm getting tired of the Teresa melissa fight uh we had like what felt like a 10 minute long scene between daniel and rachel at a little boutique um i don't know i was so bored i did not i, I did i tweet about this i don't think so but anyway, during the scene with Rachel Fuda and Danielle, Danielle tells Rachel that she does not trust Marge and that she should be wary of Marge because she's seen the pattern of behavior where Marge assassinates everyone that is not on her side. And Rachel is like, no, 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 it's not happening. You shouldn't let uh, Teresa and uh, Jennifer get in your head. But Danielle should not trust Rachel. I knew it during that 10 minute scene. I was like, ah, oh, you should not trust Rachel. She's brought, she's been brought here to be a soldier for Marge and Melissa and watch out. She's going to repeat everything you said to Marge. And it did not miss. I did not miss. Like as soon as they were at the Luhau party, Rachel 
went and told Margaret what Daniel thought about her, what Daniel had said. And Daniel was like, yeah. Um, then Margaret confronted Daniel and Daniel was like, yeah, I did say that. But it's because I have, you know, I seen what you did and people had told me what you did to them. So I'm just, you know, I'm just being wary. I'm just being careful. Like I'm being cautious with you. That's it. And uh, as she should be, Daniel, you should be cautious. You should not trust Mark. She said it, she says it herself in her, in her tagline, I am a loyal friend and a little enemy. She's a little enemy. She will dig up any dirt that you have and bring it on the show. And if you don't want your brother and sister-in-law to get on the show next season, you should not be close to Margaret. Anyway, um, then we have a scene with uh, Jennifer Aiden and Teresa at uh, Bill's cousin jewelry parlor i guess and everyone on twitter was like oh my god jennifer is not mad that uh, Teresa is not using her brother jewelry for her wedding and apparently she wasn't mad you know as long as the money stays in the family bill's family my family girl as long as you're using that uh, turkish uh, <laughs> jewel i'm happy so they start discussing the wedding and uh, Jerisa is like, I don't understand why uh, Melissa and Joe are mad that I did not invite Melissa's mother to the wedding when they don't even invite me to their shore house. They told me that they could not um, let me stay at their shore house because they're having Margaret over. And Jennifer is like, yeah, and that shows you how they always take up for Margaret. They are more loyal to Margaret than to you. And uh, yeah, they should not be mad for that. But Teresa... Last year, you did not stay at their show house. You stayed with Jennifer Aiden. So why do you expect this year to stay with Melissa and Joe? And why would you even want to go to their show house? You guys don't even like each other. So why would they invite you to their show house? Like, and to be honest, if Marsh does not stay with Melissa and Joe, who is she going to stay with? Is she going to stay with the Aidens? Is she going to stay with Rachel Fuda, which she doesn't know? No, she... she she stays with Melissa and Joe because, first of all, you don't need to stay with them. Like, this is a ridiculous thing. Then she's like, oh, um, I've never been to my brother's show house. It's weird. That is weird. Yes, you have a sister, you have a show house, and you never invited her to your show house when you're supposed to be so close. That's a little weird. And then she's like, yeah, Gia asked last summer if she could stay at the house, and Melissa said no. So I would need a little bit more context on why Melissa did say no for Gia staying here. Was she like, I'm going to have five friends over and we're going to party until two in the morning? Or was she like, I'm seeing friends that have a shore house, but I don't have a place to stay. So can I stay at your house? Those are two different contexts. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't judge it. But I'm just like, Teresa, why would you want to stay with them at their shore house? It makes no sense. This is drama for nothing, like really nothing. And letting someone stay at your show house or inviting them to your wedding is completely different. I don't want Teresa to invite Melissa's family to her wedding. They don't even like her, so why would she invite them? But comparing the two is a little ridiculous. So then we see Bill and Jennifer at their house, and Jennifer is choosing uh, clothes to go to the luau party that Melissa is going to have. And uh, she, puts, she pulls out a blue dress, and Bill is like, hmm very exotic and i was like hmm bill don't say that like that sounds that sounds like a backhanded comment like hmm it's a little much just tell your wife oh it's a beautiful you're gonna look hot in it but no you're like hmm looks very exotic i thought it was so funny 
And in this conversation, like they start talking about, again, about their marriage issues and how she would like Obiel to have her back a little more. And Billy's like, you know, in a relationship, we both say stupid and sensitive things, but you know, we're going to work on it. I don't want to talk about it. Like, stop busting my balls. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. And he has those long sentences where you just turn around the subject and he doesn't really touch about it. He's not really straight. Bill, that's not how you have to address Jennifer. You have to be straight to the point with Jennifer. You can't be talking in circles, in parables. Like, you need to go straight to her because he talked for a very long time, but he did not say much, you know? He was just trying to be politically correct, and that was fucking funny. But I do hope that they succeed at salvaging their marriage. But they do look good together when they're having fun, like when they arrive to the Luhau party, like... Bill gets drunk, Jennifer gets drunk, they make a fool out of themselves, but together. <laughs> I really love seeing the Aidens drunk. They make me laugh so much. I, will, I was like, oh my god, Jennifer is going to be drunk, and that's my favorite Jennifer. Jennifer drunk is the funniest. But anyway, after that, they all arrive to the Shaw houses. I think Rachel Fuda has the best Shaw house. Melissa's house does not look Bad. It looks better than their current house that apparently they are remodeling again like they fell under the pressure of uh, the public and since everyone was hating on their house they're doing it again. Oh my god I cannot believe that. But the show house of the Gorga does look beautiful and it's on the water and I love it. Bill Hayden's and Jennifer Hayden's show house really needs remodeling. Like, they have an amazing primary residence, but their shore house is so decrepit. Like, the yellow walls, like, guys, come on, just a little bit of paint. And they're, like, straight on the boardwalk. It's not it. It's not peaceful at all. And uh, I don't know, the, 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 they put uh, the Daniel and Nate in a room that gives right on the boardwalk. And, like, do people yell at night? I would be like, oh, you're inviting me to the show house, but I won't be able to sleep because they're going to be drunk people all day, all night, outside of my window. This is a terrible location for the show house. I hated their house. Jennifer, don't put money in the house because if bills divorce you, which I do not help to, but if bills divorce you, that is some money that you can put in your pocket. Stop putting money in your pocket. Do not remodel the show house. But if you're confident that it's not going to leave you, don't remodel that house like it looks terrible anyway now it's time for the luau party and uh, there was nothing hawaiian at this party there was cuban cigars there was tequila there was wine there was pizza you know but the only thing that was hawaiian was the lay that party was not a luau party there was not even a pig roasting like what the hell like, if you give me a luau team party, like, uh, please, at least give me some pigs, some pineapple, not just a lay, and then you're like, okay, that's it. We're going to smoke Cuban cigars. Cigars are not fucking Hawaiian, guys. Anyway, um, Rachel tattletales, obviously, to Marge, and tells uh, Marge that Teresa and Jen said that it was better to have Marge as a friend rather than an enemy. And Marge gets so heated and she's mad and she's like, people should not say that about me. But I'm like, Marge, I don't understand why you are taking that so badly. It's like ridiculous. 
like I would take it as a compliment. Yes, I am the best friend you can have. I have the I am the most loyal friend you could have. But if you cross me, I'ma destroy you. That's how powerful I am, bitch. I would take it as a compliment. But no, March looking for trouble again, looking to be messy again, gets mad at it, and she goes and confronts Teresa. But Teresa is like, uh, yeah, I did say that, but Rachel, why did you have to tell March that? Like, you're trying to stir a problem between the two of us. And uh, Rachel's like, well, I just repeated what you said. I did not, I did not um, twisted your words. And it's true, she did not twisted your words. So why get mad at Rachel? I don't like Rachel, but I was kind of happy to see that she was standing up to Teresa because... I've been tired of seeing Teresa fight with Melissa and Joe for the for 13 years now. No, because they didn't arrive on season one, but you know how long it was. So it was kind of nice to see that Rachel could kind of hold her own. She looked like she was ready to fight. She was looking at Teresa. She did not, but she was like, I just repeated what you said. You said it. If you don't want me to repeat it, don't tell me. And we can't be mad at the bone carrier. We need a bone carrier in every housewife. And the bone carrier in New Year's Eve is now rachel and okay but i was happy that um she stood up to teresa and teresa well she admitted it at first she lied and i was like why are you lying girl do you just admitted last episode that you did say that but then she admitted it and i guess you know everything is good marsh was like you don't say that about me and teresa was like well it's the truth girl you showed us multiple times it's the truth see that's why i'm tired it's like those tired fights that don't mean nothing like Marge, you say it yourself, you're a little enemy. Jackie said that you were better as a friend than as an enemy. Like, there's no need to, like, start to create drama around all that shit. Then um, we have people budding into uh, Teresa's wedding again. And they're like, why aren't you inviting uh, Melissa's family to the wedding? And when Teresa saw Donna at the party, she hugged her, she said hello, she pretended like nothing happened. Donna also pretended like nothing happened. Teresa tells us that um, the reason she's not inviting Melissa's family is because they've been tweeting terrible things about her since Melissa has been on the show. The sisters have been awful to them. They don't like her, so she doesn't want them at her wedding. And I'm tired of people policing who she can and cannot have at her wedding like it's ridiculous like people are wondering are people are wanting to decide who she can have as her bridesmaid who she's gonna invite to her wedding they're like oh but you invited margaret's mom but you did not invite melissa's mom well maybe margaret's mom never said never tweeted horrible things about her maybe she has a better relationship with margaret's mom than with melissa's mom and it's her wedding i don't know how to say it it's her wedding h-e-r it's her wedding she decides who she wants to invite and then of course louis being the peacemaker that he is tells teresa that he apologized to teresa's mom for not having her in the wedding and i was like what the hell dude don't go behind your future wife's back to apologize to people that have slighted her like i know you're trying to be the peacemaker but before you apologize on my behalf to someone you better ask me if it's okay to apologize to those people because no i'm not sorry she's not in the wedding it was a conscious decision it was not an oversight i decided i don't like those people i don't want them at my wedding 
And then Louis like, oh, but I have a personal relationship with Donna. And it kind of made me feel like I was putting the middle. Uh, no, you're not putting the middle. You're marrying me. And people that hate me are not going to come to our wedding. And then he's like, oh, I would like for her to come to the wedding. And she's like, well, if you really want her to, go to, the, to come to the wedding, go invite her. And he goes and he invites her. And I was flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. If my fiance did that to me, if he invited people that have trash talked me and that do not like me and whose daughter keeps bad mouthing me and is keeping me away from my brother, I would be so pissed. I think I would cancel the wedding. And you could tell Teresa was bothered. Teresa is like, yeah, I'm bothered. But you know, that's how Louise. If he really wants that, I'm not going to prevent him from having them at their wedding, at my wedding. But you could tell she was mad. And Louise, I was rooting for you. But this peacemaker act is getting a little, a little too much, my G. Oh, here's something I forgot to talk about. When they arrive at, uh, when Jackie and Marge arrived at uh, Melissa Shaw house before the party, Jackie called uh, Daniel a clearance aisle Snooky. And I'm like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? First of all, Snooky is the clearance aisle version already. So this insult is like ridiculous because Daniel looks better than Snooky. Anyway, she doesn't look anything like Snooky. You're just jealous. Jackie is really jealous. She really is like a dog with a bone with Daniel. She's threatened by Daniel. She's like, oh my God, really? They didn't want me to put that girl here. Well, yes, they did because she's more entertaining than you, Jackie. She does not have his birthday party in her fucking garage. She is exposing her true self. You had a chance to become a great housewife. You are rich. You could have given us what's been missing in Jersey, the money, everything. But no, you decided to be a boring person and to kind of bring down the show talking about your eating disorder. I'm sorry, people are going to throw tomatoes at me for saying that. But I do feel like Jackie was kind of boring and we could not make fun of her because all she talked about was her eating disorder. And how are you going to make fun of someone that has an eating disorder? You can't. And yeah, she was not bringing anything to the show. Danielle is. And you're just jealous. And the woman, Marge, Melissa, and Jackie always talk about other people behind their back they're gossiping about other people behind their back they were talking about daniel's um and her brother's story not talking so, so that's considered gossip you guys know that but when teresa and jennifer talk about you oh it's the biggest offense they could have done ever but you also talk about them behind their backs so why get mad when they do the same thing i'm tired of the hypocrisy like everyone is talking about everyone behind their back let's stop being mad that people are talking behind each other like let's not be mad because everything that teresa and jennifer says behind you guys back they are also saying in front of you but jackie every time daniel comes and confronts you you act as if nothing happened you act as if you were so nice and you are a nice girl and you didn't say any of that shit but you did so like ah, i'm so annoyed i don't want jackie on my tv anymore she's been demoted as friend i need her to be fired from the show then at the end of the episode uh, all of the women are talking about danielle about her um, jackie telling that she doesn't like her she has no fashion sense that 
the story of her brother must be bigger than what it is and that she's hiding something and people should trust her. And Danielle hears her name in the conversation and she's like, I hate hearing my name in conversation. I'm not a part of. So she goes and confronts the woman and the woman tells her, no, 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 no one is talking about you. Nothing is going on. And they're pretending like they were not talking to her. And then Danielle is pissed off and she goes off and sits next to the pool with Nate, her husband. And um, they start again, the other woman talking about her behind her back again. And Danielle is getting heated. And uh, Melissa sees that. Melissa that was participating in the conversation goes to Danielle and is like, oh my God, I see that you are a little frazzled. What's going on? I wouldn't want you to feel bad at my party. Ugh, such an hypocrite. And Danielle is like, I don't know, I hear my name in the conversation. What's going on? And Melissa tells her, well, they are talking about your brother and all that. And Danielle is getting so pissed off. And I thought that she was going to go and confront the woman again. But no, instead, she's just like to Teresa and uh, Jennifer, we need to leave. We need to leave because something is going to happen. She's so mad. So they all leave. And while they are in the sprint van, she gets all heated up. She starts yelling and uh, how people out there talk about my brother and my family this is something we're not gonna do and of course jennifer is so quick to throw jackie under the bus and be like oh yeah it was jackie that was saying that it was so fucking funny when jennifer just confessed to jackie all of her marital issue which i don't think she should have done because now it's gonna go against her jackie is off of course, we're going to spill the tea to Marge and Melissa. And Marge is going to use that in the next fight. I'm calling it. But after she just had this very open, sincere moment with Jackie, Jennifer throws Jackie under the bus for the conversation. It was hilarious. But um, that was the end of the episode. So yeah, quite a boring episode. Like, Bravo did not give this week. Like, Vanderpump Pool was boring. Real Housewife of New Jersey was boring. Summer House even was boring. So if we have to talk about Summer House, well, not much happened, you know. The girls are decorating for the party. The decoration was awful. Uh, Studio 50 Forest, this did not look anything like Studio 55. They just had tequila. There was no champagne. There was nothing extravagant. The party was a lame, a very lame. The people at the party did not seem to have fun. Well, they were pretending to dance on tables and pretending like they were having fun. But they were not having fun. Like, the party was not giving. And I agree with the 6.5 out of 10 rating that Danielle gave to that party. It was a boring party. But um, Carl and Kyle had their conversation. Um, They again said that they would... That Kyle again said that he would try to not meddle in Amanda's and Lindsay's um, fight and that Carl and him should stay friends no matter what happens with their wife slash girlfriend. But nothing was resolved. They hugged it out. They had a very surface conversation. Nothing was resolved. And then uh, Carl went and talked to Lindsay and told her, well, it's your job to apologize to Amanda. You should be the first person to do it. Like, I can't do anything for you. I can't deal with that anymore. And it was getting a little heated. So they had a little fight in front of everyone. And of course, everyone was happy. Paige is such a creep. She was <laughs> she was looking 
from the window like oh, oh they're fighting let me see let me see oh Paige is such a she loves the mess she loves the mess when it's from Lindsay and Carl of course when we see breaks in their relationship and so yeah we saw the first fight of Lindsay and Carl and you can tell that Lindsay is holding back what she has to say she doesn't want to yell at Carl she doesn't want to get in conflict with Carl especially in front of the camera he tells her you have to apologize to Amanda and if you don't do it you're gonna have a problem with me and she just smiles and then they go play beer prong as if nothing happened so yeah we kind of see cracks in their happy happy relationship we see that it's not all roses there's also some issues that you guys keep pushing under the rugs and if they keep pushing that under the rugs well the relationship is not gonna go far so um then Lindsay goes to talk to Paige and she tells her that communication with men is hard sometimes and um, they start talking about the problem that she has with Amanda and Paige is like well Amanda is not the only one that thinks that you guys are going far Danielle your best friend also said that you guys live in a fairy tale and that you are already talking about marriage and having a baby and you moved into that huge expensive apartment together and everything is going too fast and you can tell on uh, Lindsay's face that she's like whoa my best friend Danielle is confiding or venting about my relationship to Paige my enemy to Paige and Amanda my enemies like she felt betrayed and yeah it is a fucking betrayal from from Danielle that she gossips about Lindsay's relationship when Lindsay's not here without even talking to her first about the relationship so then um Danielle arrives on the couch that Paige and Lindsay are on. And uh, of course, Paige is like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom, but I'll be back. She's never back because she just wanted to um, stir up some drama and then eclipse herself. So uh, Lindsay confronts Danielle on what she said. And um, Danielle is like, yeah, I feel like your relationship is like out of touch for me. I can't say what I think about it. I can't really tell you what I think about it. I feel like everything is going too fast and i did say that and lindsay gets defensive she's like oh this man wants to have babies with me i want to have babies with him and then he's like oh you're getting defensive right now it's annoying oh baby i'm getting defensive because you're trash talking me to my fucking enemy when you're supposed to be my best friend like have my back in front of people please i don't know i'm very com- i'm very like torn on the way daniel acted during this episode it was really not my it was really not something I was happy about. Then she's like, she brings up, Danielle brings up um, the fact that uh, last week, Carl did not defend Lindsay when Kyle was attacking her. And Lindsay's like, yeah, I was a little mad about it, but I'm not going to have a fight in front of the whole house with my boyfriend about something so trivial. And I agree, like, if you're my friend, why do you want me to fight with my boyfriend in front of everyone? Why do you want me to fight with my boyfriend anyway? If that's the way you would have handled the conflict, that's your problem. If it's the way that I used to handle conflicts, but I decide now that I don't want to handle conflicts like that. I don't have to do whatever makes you happy. Danielle is having a lot of issues in her relationship with Robert. He's never there. She never sees him. And I guess they always fight and now they're no longer together. So maybe she's kind of projecting her issues onto Carl and Lindsay's, Lindsay's relationship. I don't know. 
And then later after the party, Sam wants to go to Montauk because there's a guy that she's seeing that is having a party at Montauk. And Lindsay really wants to go and Carl does not want to go. And uh, the girls are pressuring Lindsay to go and they're all like, oh yeah, she's not going to go because Carl doesn't want to go, but she should do whatever she wants. I'm sorry, but no, my boyfriend is sober. He doesn't want me to go to Montauk for a party because he just doesn't want to. He doesn't feel like it. And I'm going to stay with him because he doesn't want to go out. It might not happen every weekend. I might go out sometimes without him. But this weekend, I'm deciding to stay inside with him. And that's what I'm going to do. Like, stop pressuring me. And Daniel is like, oh, but you could come with me. I left my boyfriend for the whole weekend to come to this house. You can leave him for, my, for a night. It's the truth. She could have left him for, my, for a night. But Carl was not comfortable with that. And Lindsay is trying to be supportive of Carl during the first, maybe, he hasn't been sober for that long. So he still needs support. And she's trying to be that person. And, and I don't know why everyone is mad about it. Like, ugh. like sometimes I want to go out with my friends after we had dinner and I had a couple of wine glasses. And my boyfriend is like, oh, I'd rather go home. Sometimes I go home with him even though I want to go out. I tell my friend, well, he wants to go home and I want to spend time with him. I'm sorry, girls, but, you know, next time I'll choose you instead of him. So... I'm taking Lindsay's defense in this because I want to see if next time that she's offered to go out and Carl doesn't want to go out, he will tell her, it's okay, you can go. I'll be good by myself. But that's not what he said now. He said, I need you to stay with me. So she's going to stay with him. Anyway, those are all my thoughts on this Summer House Week episode. It was kind of boring. And uh, I hope that uh, the show picks up like it needs. It needs to pick back up because I am on my phone most of the time that I'm watching Summer House. And I'm on my phone most of the time that I'm watching Real Housewives of New Jersey too because it's not that interesting. So Bravo, please do something. So today, Peacock dropped three episodes of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 3. So I'm going to have a special episode of the podcast recapping reviewing those first episode either tomorrow i don't think i'm gonna do it tomorrow or saturday so um if you want to see that please subscribe to my podcast if you like it give it a five star review um we can discuss on my social media which is reality hall pod on twitter or underscore reality hall on instagram so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you well this weekend to talk about Real Housewife Ultimate Girls Trip 3. Bye!